You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Take a look. So right here on page one. Let's say what you have is, who knows, baseball cards, comic books, other great collectibles from eBay. Who knows what you have? The Hope Diamond, a lot of great things. But they don't have achrayas. Because they're movable, they can be stolen. They're not like land. But you want to sell them. You want to make sure this person owns them. You want to give it to him. Shehem niknim. They're able to, a kenyan can happen with them. Im nechosim sheyeshlam achrayas. A person can make a kenyan on the land. Even if it's the smallest piece, as we saw in the Mishnah. And it can be kind of all that tremendous stuff. Because of shtar v'chazoka. So where do you know that from? How do you know that works? How do you know Kenyan Agav works? Both of them come from Chizkiah to say, see, what does the Pesach say by Yehoshaphat? We talked about Yehoshaphat yesterday in the Daf Yehmi. What kind of tzaddik he was. Remember we talked about Yehoshua Amelech, that there were other tzaddikim in the time of Vayas Rishon and even before, and one of them was Yehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, as he's called in English. Jumping Jehoshaphat. So what did Yehoshaphat what did Yeshua want to do? Yeshua wanted to give, he had wonderful children, he wanted to give them stuff. So it says, He gave his children before he died, Matonis Rabbis, and how did he give them those Matonis? Which means with the field, with, with, with all the cities. They made Chazok on the cities, those he could write a star for. He wrote a star, and he handed, he handed son number one, two, three, four, whatever their names were. He gave them the shtaris. And with the shtaris, they got kesev, zav, and magdanois. So you see from that posik what hanhoga is. You see, you can learn from Tanakh, hanhogas. Kenyonim are able to be made. Yeah, you can make kenyonim. You can learn out darche yakinyon from Tanakh. That's not a, 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 that you're learning not from the Torah. You can learn kenyonim from darche Tanakh, and here's a raya. So they learned the way, the way, uh, he gave the way he was machna to his children, the way Yashapat was machna to his children. We learn from there that Kenyan Agab works. So, Akadoin, you could say over there by Yashapat, that's because probably in those cities, Yashapat packed them with all these great things. So, they made the Kenyan on the city, the star on the city, and meanwhile, the child got everything in the city, whatever Nechosim that Yashapat had earmarked. But let's say, you got land somewhere in Raleigh. And you have all your jewels and other stuff in Elizabeth. So you're going to give the person a Kenyan of a piece of land near the Raleigh River. Is that going to automatically, because you wanted to, give him the Kenyanim on the Nechassim that are sitting in Elizabeth in a, in a garage? Does that work as well? We can learn it from a story. What was the story? The story was about the next topic we're going to talk about. The next topic we're going to talk about is Shkiv Meirah, which is also in the Mishnah. So I have to tell you, we're going to talk about Shkiv Meirah at length. But basically, the way Shkiv Meirah works is, is that a person who is about to die, we don't want him to uh, become, um, to lose it. We don't want him to lose his sense that, that he's not going to be able to get done what he needs in this life. And we don't want that anxiety to push him over the edge. We want the person, if he is dying, to die with Menucha and not to, his death shouldn't be forced earlier than possible. So therefore, Chazal decided to be Mesakein, a way that one of the things a person wants to do, we know from Yaakov Avinu, is to be Mesader, is Nechosim, that he wants to give away stuff, he wants to, he wants to make sure people get things. 
He wants to make sure even people that aren't his children are Yoresh, uh, get things from him, not in the sense of Yerusha. So we allow him to give things, even though normally for those things to be given, you need a Kenyan, someone has to be Mazaka them, the person has to make a Shtar, Chazoka. All you have to do is have people listen to what the Shkimera said and write it down. That's the Allah of Shkimera. Shkimera, as soon as the people hear what the Shkimera wants, they write it down, and those Kenyanim work. So that's called Shkimera. It's as if the present is already handed over to the one he wants to give it to. Rabbi Lezer ben Hurkanus, the great Tana, disagreed, and obviously he felt that this Takana was not what, what the other rabbis thought it was. Many times, Rabbi Lezer ben Hurkanus, as we know, famously, was on the outs. He disagreed. He was a maverick. He says, I don't believe there is this overriding Takana of Shkiv Meirah. So Rabbi Lezer ben Hurkanus wanted to prove it, that a Shkiv Meirah, that we might have certain coolness, but it's not as big as you say it is. So look what Rabbi Lezer ben Hurkanus said. He says, There was a guy in Modoin, He had, it was in Yerushalayim, and he was sick. He was dying. He thought he was dying. He wanted to go give it b'matona, meaning he wanted everybody to get it. It was like a shkiv meira. They told him. It wasn't been working. It says they told him. You can't get all give all, give away all your stuff. Why not? Because You need to own land. Aha! You need to own land. If you own land, then through the land, which you can somehow be mezakeh through a shtar to someone else, all those people will get all the nechosim, all the metaltalin that you want to give away. He bought some rocky place. It wasn't worth that much money, but it had a din of land. And he said like this, the north part of that rock, I'm giving to Kolev and with a hundred barrels of wine. And the south part of that rocky land, that's what he said, and they wrote it down with the accent. With a hundred barrels to go to Yoshua. Shoshemin. So, what do you see? That's the way he did it. It was only a, it was a small piece of rocky land. There wasn't a hundred barrels there. The Chachamim said, "Is that what happened?" They saw the star. And Kolev and Yeshua were able to keep those barrels. How did it work? With Kenyan Agav. So you see from that price, uh, the Kenyan Agav can work even though the material is nowhere near where you want it to be. The barrels of wine and oil were nowhere near that rocky, craggy piece of property. Okay. So that's a riot. The Kenyan Agav works that other way. Wait, one second. You want to bring a raya from Rebbe Lezer's argument in Shkiv Meirah? The low Shkiv Meirah who? Even Rebbe Lezer might admit that there's a, it's, Shkiv Meirah might not be the big kula the Chachamim say it is, but maybe Rebbe Lezer's story, which was about a Shkiv Meirah, has a kula to it. Normally, when you want to give somebody a schus to something, a star. You have to hand them the star. 
Here, you don't have to hand the person the star when it comes to Shkiv Meirah. You say what you want to do. The people listening hear it and write it down. It becomes the person that you have designated for. So I'll say the same thing also. It was a cool in Shkiv Meirah. Normally for Kinyanaga to work, if it's not a Shkiv Meirah, where we don't make any kulas. So therefore, you need to have for Kenyan Agav, just like it was by Yel Shafat, where all the property and the land were together. So therefore, there's no raya from Rebeliezer's raya, from Rebeliezer, the statement of Rebeliezer. They answered, Rav Mona answered, one second. Rebeliezer doesn't really hold of this takon of Shkiv Meirah. Lo Rebeliezer, he. Shan Yihi. Rebeliezer is different. Why? Because Shkiv, Shkiv Meirah, the Rebeliezer, Rebeliezer Shkiv Meirah is like a bari of the Rabbanon. He's like a regular guy. So you can, true, the Chachamim might have had another answer to him. We don't care what the Chachamim's answer was. We're proving from Rebeliezer's description of the case. In Rebeliezer's world, Rebeliezer feels a shkiv meirah is just like anybody else. Chazal did not institute. They weren't so worried about the person's nervousness, etc. A shkiv meirah works with the derech kinyanim of normal. Since a shkiv meirah works like derech kinyanim of normal, uh, you see that in Rebeliezer's understanding, kinyan agav could work even though the thing is not there. And that could be a raya for us as well. All right, is that the raya? The Gemara says, which means, Tamon Taninin, what do we need that? I have a raya from our Mishnah here, where? Tamon meaning here, in Peya. Even though Tamon means there, but over here it means here. Tamon And it also says what? That Karka Koshu is enough to do Kenyan Agav with. What are you going to do on Karka Koshu? Uh, what sort of a talton can you put on a tiny piece of land that just a, the tiniest thing is growing from it? Um, Rav Masnia, you don't have a riot from our Mishnah. Why? Tiftar, we can explain it. There was room for a Shibolis there. Okay. There was room for a Shibolis. Umar is Tamunabo. And there was a Takanachosim there. There was just one little stalk, and there was the Hope Diamond that was hidden within it. And that could be worth a lot of money. So our mission is not a raya. What Rabbi Kiva said in our mission is not a raya. We need the raya from Rebbe Liezer to be the raya. Now, let's talk about Shkimera. Shkimera, we said, now what, what, what did we say in the Mishnah? We said in the Mishnah the following. We said in the Mishnah, again, uh, I, don't have the, I don't have that page here up. But we said in the Mishnah that, here's the halacha, that is, if the Shkimera, now you have to listen to this. Otherwise, the rest of the Gemara is not going to make sense. I said before, the Shkimera wants to give everything away. Because he thinks he's dying. However, if he's not going to die, and they save him, they bring him back, or whatever way they bring him back, he wants his stuff back. He doesn't want to be penniless. So we say like this. If the Shkiv Meirah gives everything away, and he leaves himself with nothing, it's obvious that he thought he was going to die. And he never would have given it away unless he was really going to die, and really die. So now that he lives, we realize he never really meant to give those matonas. He wants them back. All of them have to come back. That's the din. However, our Mishnah taught us that if he leaves over to himself a piece of property, it could be the smallest piece of property. 
that's already a proof that he left a small piece of property. That's proof that he actually did it in a measured way. And all those matonas that he gave, even if he comes back and he, he doesn't die, all those matonas are chal. Even though they worked with Shkiv Meiraz sort of thing, nobody got, nobody made a Kenyan with them really. They were all just on a piece of paper. But we say he was Gaimerumak, the fact that he, he hedged his bets, he kept something for himself, that meant that he, the matana is a real matana, and we're going to let those people keep it. So even though now he becomes better, he can't claim his stuff back. He has to be satisfied with whatever little piece of land he left for himself. That's the Allah our Mishnah said. So, what is a Shkiv Meira? When are you Shkiv not just a, a guy who's sick? So, koshali kopa tzalav choyli. It didn't come quickly. In other words, basically, let me explain this better. If it didn't accelerate super fast, it was like normal illnesses, which is derecha eretz, which is the way normal things happen. You get sick a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and then it gets worse, and then you feel yourself. That's the shkiv meira that we're talking about, that if he leaves himself over property, those are real matonos, and he can't get them back even if he gets better. However, listen to what I'm going to say. If he, if the illness comes upon him suddenly, and within a day, he's already a chaylomisilkin. He one cough, and the next thing you know, he's in bed spitting up blood, and the doctors are saying we think he's going to die within an hour or two, whatever it is. Then, even though he's getting his uh, possessions in order, and he's saying give this, give this, give that, and he, he part of the property he keeps for himself, we say that he he, he was in, he, he, too much stuff was happening. And he wasn't doing it in a measured way. And even though he leaves himself property, if he amazingly, he does get better, even though this illness hit him like a whirlwind, but he can get better in some incredible fashion. They give him some refuah to get better. He gets back all the property that he was giving. So in other words, where do we say the halach of the shekim merav ar mishnah, that depending whether he gives it all away or not, when he gets sick normally. But if it, if it jumps on him, and it immediately it puts him in this terrible illness, there we don't have that kavamida. Similarly, we know, what does it say? Um, Normally, if a person gets sick, so, you know, you see he's getting ill, it's a normal type of illness. So the people that are close, his relatives, the people that he learned with, the people that feel close to him, they come right away. Harachaykin, people don't feel that close. But if he was just coughing and all of a sudden he's spitting up blood, all of a sudden people say, we don't know what's going to be with him. He's in the ICU, whatever it is, we have to take him. Then we don't stand on ceremony. Everybody comes. Miyad. You don't know how long he's going to live, but there's, there's no room to stand on ceremony. Like the story happened with Ravuna, Rapinchas, Rabchizkiah. That's, they went to visit Rabbi Yossi, the Amora. When did they go? They waited for three days. <laughs> that Amor um, alone, he said to them, what? <laughs> oh, 
Uh, I guess you guys want to be like this Brisa that you don't want to, you call yourself Zerachik. It's giving them a shtach. <laughs> right? You guys came three days. Why didn't you come earlier? I was probably telling them they should probably have consider themselves closer. And they come earlier. And very, it's a very subtle thing to know. I would tell you, though, you know, you should look into your heart and don't don't say, I'm not so close. Maybe I shouldn't go visit. Look, he'll tell you if he doesn't want to see you. But if you feel that you're caught up to a person who's ill, now, of course, things are different in terms of corona. But in general, uh, when you get out of this, you should, if you feel that you're a car of, go earlier. Same thing when it comes to Avelis. We say in Avelis, the first three days, the Kroivim are there. After the first three days, people are over. So again, these are the type of things that people make a big deal about. Uh, they're not sure they want to go yet. They don't feel so close. Listen to Argamar. <laughs> the guy's going to tell you, well, how come you weren't there yet earlier? Oh, obviously, you know, people notice, even when they're sick and maybe dying, they notice when you came. Anyway, what do we say in the Mishnah? Shire Karka Kosho. Aha. Let's say the, the Shkimera leaves uh, property over for himself. So even if it amazingly gets better, what's the din? Mataraso Kayanis. Afio Hivri. Hmm. So even though we got better, all those Matanas he gave count. Lo Shire Kosho, a Mataraso Kayanis. Aha. Aha. Lo Shivri. That's, of course, if he gets better. If he gets better, he gets back all the matanas. Rabo, Rabchia, Bishem, Rav. Let's see. Asu, what? Asu, Tivri, Shkiv, Meira, Kibari, Shikosev, and Osan. When a Shkiv, Meira, even though we, all you did was hear words from him, and the people copied those words over, they put it in a document, they call up the guy who's in the document, say, hey, you just have this piece of property. It's as if the guy has it in his hands. That's only if he dies. If it makes me, it gets better. And even that, we're going to see another uh, thing. And these, of course, it's here in the Yerushalmi and in, 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 in Peya. But it's also in the Gemara of Abbasra. Those of you who did Abbasra, Dafyomi, might remember this. Only if he actually says a specific piece of property. He says, yeah, a property in the North Fork right near the border there, near Highway 35, up until the end of the barn, that property goes to Kolev. Aha. So he's being Messiah. He's actually saying specific stuff. If he says specific stuff, so then we say, In other words, since he said specific stuff, then we say he meant it. So let's say he dies, the guy can keep it, because you see he really meant it. But if he just says, oh, that property of Kolev, it doesn't go to him. The din of Shkiv Meirai, the guy has to have enough of his senses there that he actually indicates the borders, the specific field. Uba Omar, Tanusa de Plony Plony. How about that? How about like this? He's got a field. And he says, I want half of it to go to Kolev and half of it to go to Yeshua. But he doesn't say which half. Now, we know if he, if, we know if he just says, hey, you know what? I, I, I want 
one of my fields to go to Kolev. Of course, Kolev doesn't get it. Even if he says, I want field, but he doesn't explain exactly what the borders of the field are, and we know what he means, it doesn't go to him. Even if he dies. It goes to the Yorsha. But let's say he says, he actually mentions the soda, and he describes it. But he says, tenu soda it's the same field, 50% to Kohli, 50% to Yeshua. We're not sure, right? Is that good enough? Is that Kamisha Siyem? Is that as if he basically was very specific and it's considered a real Matana, and if the person dies, Kohli and Yeshua take it? Oh, it's not called Siyem. He needs to say which Kohli gets. He has to say, the north part gets Kohli, the Bedarim gets Yeshua. We're not sure. So if the Gemara doesn't, the Gemara is not sure how that works. The Gemara is misupic. Rabbi what about Shire Metaltman? Our Mishnah said you leave over a little bit of property, then it's not really Shchiv Meiraz Matana. What about if you leave over possessions? Right? Let's say he has no children or whatever, or he's he's estranged from his children. I don't know what's going on, but let's say he has some possessions. He has some possessions and he has things that are worth money. So what about that? So is that considered? Is that considered uh, as if he left something over? Let's see. Shir metaltman, That's not considered a shear, and therefore, since it's not a shear, he gets it back if he if he gets better. Asachami, shear karka. Right? You tell me koshu. I don't understand. The Mishnah said the smallest piece of property, it already means that even if he gets better, the other people keep it. So, so if he leaves over Isle Mechayim Shir Avonim Tovus Margolis, if he leaves over jewels, you don't think that's considered leaving something over? So, I'll call upon him. The Gemara says that seemingly that Metaltolin should be just as good. Let's say within the document, he tells the people that are listening, and I want you to write, I'm making a Kenyan to him. What do you need Kenyan for? This is magic. It works. What do you need Kenyan for? Aha. He doesn't want to be a Shkiv Meirah, even though they're writing it down, but they're writing down the language that's usually in a, a, a language of a Kenyan. So that seems like, even though he gave everything away, but since he wrote the word and let it be a Kenyan, it sounds like he wants it to work like normal Kenyanim. And normal Kenyanim, we let him get it back. Hmm. Okay. What about Shir Avodim? What we said in the Mishnah, land means that it's a shear. If it's a shear, he doesn't get it back if he gets better. Because we say he was going to live with the, with the, with the land. But what about he leaves himself an evid? There was something about this halacha, about an evid, whether an evid counts like a piece of land or not, but I'm not sure what it said. So we're not sure. Does land count like metaltalin? Does land count? We said before, metaltalin, lechorer should be good, right? What about an evid? An evid's definitely something, right? Is an evid like a piece of land? 
So we're not sure exactly. If you say metal, there is a tzad to say metal is no good. Then maybe Evid is the same thing, or maybe Evid is more like land. So these things are a suffix, we're not sure. And I guess the Shkibim Raz Muchzik, therefore he gets it back if it's a suffix. Whenever there's a suffix, you have to figure out what the aloch is, and that's probably what's going to be. Let's say the Shkibim Raz decide, just a couple more minutes. Let's say the Shkibim Raz writes it to Kolev, and then changes his mind and writes the same property with all the details to Yeshua. Rav says you only get one shot at it. You wrote it to Kolev, you can't write a new one. You can't tell him, hey, write a second one. That's the way it works. You let it, you, you're able to do it once. You can't change your mind. Rabbi Rachunov and Rabbi Yechonin says, no, you can actually go back. It's all part of the same idea, isn't it? It's all idea to make the guy feel good. So if he starts getting, you know, seemingly irrational, changing his mind, that's the way it works. Rob says, listen, we can't have the guy changing his mind all the time. Rabbi Yechon says, no, look, the whole thing is to make him feel better. If he wants to change his mind, he decides not to give it to Kolev, to give it to Yeshua. Let him, he can now revert everything. Everything that he wrote from Kolev doesn't mean anything. Now he's going to, what he said and they wrote down for Kolev means nothing. It's going to all go to Yeshua now. So there happened to be a story that occurred on this. Hey, Chavido, let's say the story is like this. You have an Evan. The Rabba Rishon or Rabba Shani with a Kohen. So let's talk about it. So let's say Menashe is the, uh, the Shriv Meira. And Kolev and Yeshua are the two people. Um, and let's assume that Menashe and Kolev are Kohanim. Okay? And Yeshua is the third person. So what did Menashe do? Menashe first wrote that the Avodim and all his property should go to Kolev, who's a Kohen, just like him. Then he changes his mind and writes another, has them write another uh, that it goes to Yeshua, who's not a Kohen. So what would be in that case? Well, let's take a look. That's Menashe and, and, and Kolev or Kohanim. The Shlishi, the one he eventually changes his mind for and says he wants him to go to Yeshua, is Yisrael. So no matter what, it's possible that Menashe is going to get better. The other possibility is that what? That Menashe will die. And who's going to be the owner? Uh, Kolev. They're both Kohanim. So the Ebbet can eat Truma either way. Who says that the Shemar can change his mind and it, it no longer is going to be connected to the club, it's going to be the Yeshua. So it's true. Why? Because he might belong to Yeshua now. Yeshua is a Yisrael. An Ebbet that gets owned by Yisrael can't eat Truma. An Ebbet that's owned by Cohen eats Truma. So Menashe and Kolib were Kohanim. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, since Menashe can change his mind, so he wrote the Shtar. So even though Menashe hasn't, he's ill, he hasn't died yet, the Ebed can't eat Truma. But let's say Menashe is Yisrael and Kolib and Yeshua are the Kohanim, ain't a local betruma. Why? Shema Yavri, because maybe we'll get better. And it'll turn out, in Afreya, he was a Kohen that ate, and he's Chayv and Mitzvah's like a woman. He's Chayv, he's a Yisrael. And he's thrown that he's true, Mishchayim, Mishchayim, Mishchayim. So even though there's a tzad, he's going to die, and he's going to belong to one of the other two, who are Kayanim, but the first owner was Yisrael. Rabbi Yisib, Rabbi Yisib, Rabbi Yisib, Rabbi Yisib, Rabbi Yisib, Why? Because there's a b'risa that backs them up, that says that you cannot... Uh, that you are able to be chayzer. What does it say? It says, 
If a Bari decides to write like a Shiv type of uh, item, he's not a, a, a Shiv he's a Bari. He's not sick at all. I mean, he's not really sick at all. And he decides to write a star that when I die, this is going to go to him. Or a Shiv like a will. Shiv Matana. Or a Shiv that writes it like a Matana. He uses the word Matana. He uses he makes it like a Kenyan. So what's the din? So, Choserbo. In both cases, they can go back from that. Borishev Kosav Daitiki, Choserbo, Vlod, Hu Bori, Hu Bori In other words, basically, it doesn't even mean anything. So you see, the Shkiv Meira, even though he wrote Matono, can be Choser. Shmamino, Shkosav Matono, that if you write a Matono, Choserbo. And what is It's like a will. This is going to be what's going to happen after I die. And if it occurs, but it really doesn't mean anything. You have to do a derech for it to work. You can't just write it. What do we mean when we say the Shkimer writes a matona star? It means, he says, even though he says, after I die, he puts in the word, <laughs> and he writes, <laughs> sister, she was dying. She wrote all her nechosim to Gurion. The older brother heard what happened and heard the sister was dying and she was writing this document that all the stuff was going to go to Gurion. The older brother came. He spoke to her nicely. And then she said, okay, I'm going to write it all to you. They came to Ravami and they said, why are we passing this case? I'm going to go with Rabbi Yochanan. That you can be choser, and therefore the sister is able to give it back to this older brother, and Gurion gets nothing. But look at the star; it says Mehayom. Aha, that's not a normal shkiv star. He writes Mehayom, Shenu Yocholach Serbo. Aha, so therefore. You're right. So Gurion gets it. But still, what is the din? Um, and Rav Ami said I was wrong. And therefore, it was wrong what I did. And we're going to give it back to Gurion. Because even though a Shkiv Meira can be Choyzer, but if he writes the Shtar in a way that it's like a regular star putting in Mahayom and things it doesn't have to do. So then it becomes the type of thing that even though it has the lumdas and shkiv star, that it goes to the first brother automatically, we don't give her we don't give him the right to just tear it up and, and be moderate. And go to the other one. So it'll stay with the first person. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 